Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast, free agency edition. We are back. I'm your host, Ross, and with me, as always, is Dave. Hi, you're right. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. We're struggling through some recording issues, aren't we? We're getting there. Yeah, so, uh, well, as we've already mentioned, but no one will ever hear, we had the missing podcast <laughs> last week. Now this one's uh, started off badly, but we're getting there. Yes, we will uh, endeavour to get this podcast out, podcast out to you some point this week. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully all in fully intact as well. Uh, we're going to talk about free agency. There's lots of stuff happening. We're going to talk about some trades and then we're going to talk about some mega deals. Let's start with the trades though, because the one huge one went down Sunday morning, very early. I was just leaving work and this one popped up on my phone. Antonio Brown has gone to the Oakland Raiders from the Pittsburgh Steelers for a third round pick and a fifth round pick. Is that good value? I think so, because then... Um... I mean, when you're looking at them picks, they're not really... I mean, obviously players can come from them picks and be valuable, but in the grand yeah. scheme of things, they're risks, them picks, aren't they? They're players you're taking punts on on the whole. And mm. Yeah, I think I think this is a, it's a no-brainer from the Raiders' point of view. Yeah, why not go and get yourself... We said maybe last week or the week before that they need a superstar player before they move to Vegas, and this is that that's that player He's, yeah. there's no more big time player at the minute in the league than Antonio Brown really no he is going to be the face of that move isn't he now and yeah I think I think when you look at say I know there's other moves but when you look at the Cooper move and this together they've mm. managed to turn Amari Cooper into Antonio Brown and a and a first round <laughs> pick really haven't they Antonio Brown and a first for Cooper and a third and a fifth well, I think everyone would do that deal and I think Cooper's going to be on a similar deal, isn't he? I think I don't. I imagine he's going to get paid pretty well by the uh, Cowboys. And if you're asking, yeah. if you're asking me which one I'd rather pay, I know um, Cooper's that quite a bit younger, but I'm, I'll still take Brown for these two or three years over Cooper for the rest of his career. Or well, yeah. You know, who knows if the Cowboys are having more than two or three years? It, I don't think you can plan too far in advance. So yeah, give me Brown every time. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's just for two years worth of production to to. to put you into that new stadium in that new city and really show off what you can do it's a it's a perfect move and yeah maybe Gruden's a genius after all like he's churned that roster so much in one year that they're in a pretty good position heading into the draft as well with their picks they've got and now Antonio Brown on board yeah and say if you could add if not because I I thought they were going to have to give up well at least their sort of high second round pick to get Brown but they didn't even have to do that so they've managed to keep all their picks intact and so I was having a chat with some people after the uh, after this trade, and we were talking about the um, Khalil Mack, and oh, they couldn't yeah. pay him, but they paid Brown. But I mean, I don't blame a team for not paying a defensive player. Like what I was saying, no. Like, if Mack was on that team last year, are they winning any more games? I'm not really convinced mm. they are. And as good a player as Mack is, I don't think any defensive player makes that much difference. And I think Brown can, Brown will make more of a difference to a team than. Mac with on his own and look at like, certainly in the past we had like JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, all these incredible defensive players on some of the teams with the worst records in the whole league, haven't we? And <laughs> yeah, there's only so much they can do. Yeah, I think I think from a team building point of view, I don't think paying one defensive player is a thing I would sort of slam a team for not doing it because I mean, what what's mm. um, Matt getting like twenty two million a year, something like those sort of lines, isn't it? You could probably yeah. pay three decent defensive players for that sort of money, or maybe two anyway. Yeah. But two decent defensive players that are probably going to make more of a difference. And yeah, I, I don't blame them. And if, if they can manage to draft them, I imagine they're probably going to spend these first round picks, at least two of them on some defensive players. There's some really good players out there that 
could really change this defence. So I sort of like where the Raiders are now. Amazingly. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? We spent yeah. all season kind of slamming them, but they're in a pretty good position heading into draft. So what you're saying then about you, you get rid of your high earning uh, defensive players and fill, fill the gap with two or three others. That's exactly what the Seahawks did last year. Someone like Jaron Reed, who's on a rookie contract, broke out with nine sacks because Michael Bennett wasn't there, Sean Richardson wasn't there. The high-paid players are gone. Gives them a chance and they perform. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have a defence sort of full of good players rather than a defence with a few bad and one great players. If you know what I mean. Yes. Like, I'd much rather have it more spread around the defence. I think, especially on that side of the ball, I just don't think one player can make as much of a difference as they can in other positions. And obviously, no player makes a difference as much as a quarterback. But I think if I'm investing After in that. one, yeah, I think wide receivers up there in terms of yeah. positions that are making a difference. But yeah, I, I, so I think they got stand for it. But I think I said even said at the time that I don't really think from the Raiders' point of view that getting rid of Mac is that bad because. They were going to be bad regardless, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going to help them win games. So yeah, it's, no. I, yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be nice to have him now, but I don't think I still don't think he'd make that defense completely different on his own. No, their, their secondary is appalling. So yeah, so yeah, I I, th- I think it's a good move, and I, I like what the Raiders have done this offseason. I st- I, I'm not going to say next season they're going to come out and be winning the division or anything, but. I mean, we saw signs at the end of the season that like, I know Gruden got slammed, but there were signs that that team was starting to sort of buy into him a bit. And I yeah. don't know, maybe they're one that are going to sneakily be good. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, let's, I don't... Get, let's get on board this train early. So yeah, say this, so come the end of the season when they're in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we can just sort of like record something now and then clip it if it, if we really need to. But <laughs> outside of that, we're sort of giving a lots of. Uh, Lots of sort of, oh, maybe not though. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but I, I do think they have a chance if they can make some good. Because like, also, they've still got a bit of money to spend in this free agency. If they can add a few more pieces and yeah. make some good draft picks, and I do think they've got a chance to turn it around. Because I say they've got a lot of draft picks out there and a lot of players yeah. that are going to be coming in. Yeah, they've got some ammo definitely heading into the season. They've, they've got rid of uh, Kalichi Assembly, who was on a lot of money. He's gone to the Giant, uh, the Jets, to uh, kind of reinforce their offensive line which is a good move if you're Le'Veon Bell say yeah. the team you could be joining has just paid a lot of money for a good guard well, well the only thing with that is like, I really like these Jets moves I think for, well from a Patriots point of view I don't like them but I mean, that sort of means that I do think they've uh, made some really good moves but I don't know if they can afford Bell now they paid Mosley as well like that come through this morning didn't it yeah they've spent a lot of money so far yeah say so these teams can make it work if they really want to don't they but Mm. Yeah, maybe Bell. I don't know if the Jets will be able to afford Bell now, but we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, they could probably shift some of their high-paid players yeah. that didn't do anything last season. Yeah, they got um, a few of those. Your boys have ended up with Michael Bennett. Yeah. I did not see this one coming, but for just for a fifth-round pick. Yeah, and I mean, I, I really, I really like Flowers. I don't want to like say anything bad mm. about Flowers, but when you look at the money he's being paid uh, by Detroit, yeah. At Ten van- million more yeah. than Michael Bennett's earning. It's that classic thing the Patriots do, isn't it? They let these players go and then get in another player on half the money who probably does the same sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, oh, I like this move. And I mean, there was even talk when it happened that um, Martellus could come out of retirement because they've always wanted to play together or something. And I wouldn't, oh, really? I, I wouldn't really be against that. I, I, I love Marty on our team. I'm not <laughs> sure he's going to do that much. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he was fun to have on the team. So yeah, Bennett. Yeah. Um... He improved as the season went on, I think, in Philly last year. He was kind of their best offensive player towards the end of the season. So, yeah. it's a good move. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. And I think it's one of them, it's a low-risk move for the Patriots, isn't it? They're not going to be tied yeah, in definitely. for too long. And 
I imagine next season he'll be off and then they'll get a compensatory third or fourth for him. So they're playing, they're playing that system again, aren't they? But Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I like the move. In a rare player-for-player player swap, Kevin Zeitler's gone to the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns have got Olivia Vernon in uh, replacement. That's a... I don't think either team lost it. Both teams have got a player that they need, really. Yeah, I think it was just one of them sort of sensible moves. and Fits with both sides. Yeah. So, I'm not uh, Fernando's biggest fan, and I think I think he got overpaid when he did, but yeah. he, he is a good player, and I mean, the Browns have got lots of money to spend, so hmm. it doesn't really make too much difference to them if they're overpaying someone a little bit, does it? And I think they need I think, I think the contracts, they've basically exchanged. They work out to be almost the same amount of money, just on a, a, a year shorter. So Yeah, and... I mean, I think they were looking for someone, weren't they? It seems all ever since the season's ended, they've been. Uh, it sounds like they've been on the search for another pass rusher to go alongside Garrett, and I think they sort of can give them that. And yeah, I, th- I think yeah, it's just a move that helps both sides. But I mean, well, the Giants obviously the trade rumours are swirling for <laughs> Odell Beckham. We spoke about it before we come on that uh, Lombardi, yeah. uh, Michael Lombardi's tweeted that I think he spoke to a team and they're convinced that Beckham's going to be traded. So. I mean, I it's baffling that they would trade Beckham. Like the Brown situation is different. He wanted out, and yeah. he was done done there. But why would you trade Odell Beckham? Well, the th- it doesn't. The thing that makes at least sense if you're going to be trading Beckham, it feels like you're blowing up your team. Yes. You're still planning to start Eli Manning in 2019. <laughs> like, what is the point? Like, regardless of what Eli Manning has done for you and all that sort of stuff, and what he played like last year. Yeah. If if you're going to blow it up and start again, then why not? draft a rookie or get somebody else in and because well maybe he will be but who's nobody really thinks Manning's going to be the quarterback in 2020 even if he is this year so look, if they're if they're trading Beckham they aren't going to be a playoff team are they this it's year such so a confused franchise yeah it it just doesn't nothing quite adds up with them at the moment so maybe it's all a bit of a bit of sort of like misdirection and they are going to be mm. drafting Haskins or Murray and maybe yeah. Eli's not that but I don't know. Um, I don't. I'd love to see that. Situation. I'd love to see them go and get a quarterback and start in week one, and just say the Eli era is done now. Thank you very much, but it's done. Yeah, it, it makes so much sense to do that. But I mean, the Giants are an odd franchise, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't get it. And well, I think well back to Beckham. I think there's there's, a, there's probably. Well, there's probably three teams is there that have been linked with him over the last year or so that are sort of yeah. strongly linked. Was that the the 49ers, the Browns, and the Patriots? And I think all three have got GMs that will make them sort of moves, haven't they? I think I think yeah. if he does move, they are the they are three teams that you could realistically see making this sort of move, aren't they? And I mean, if it's the 49ers, would they give up the number two pick? Is that what it would take? I don't. I think you'd have to, wouldn't you? I like, think so. Surely they're not giving away for anything other than a top three or four pick in this draft. Well, I'll get, I would guess it's either going to be something like that or say it was the Patriots to be like the next two firsts or something on those sort mm. of lines. But, I mean, if I'm them teams, then I'm doing that without even really thinking about it because... Yeah, in an instant. People overvalue first-round picks. Yeah, he's... I think. I think so. It, 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 it's a risk, isn't it? And he is... And he's that, proven. That there's no player in this draft that... I mean, if you're taking a player at number two... You're hoping. Yeah. I know it's a different position, but you're hoping he has three quarters of the talent that Odell Beckham has, <laughs> yes, aren't yeah. you? Like, so to me, it's just a no-brainer. I know the money is different and all that sort of side of things is different, but yeah, if you're the Forty ers and you've got that number two pick there and Beckham, you can get Beckham for it. Then I think you've got to and give Garoppolo, yeah. Garoppolo that weapon. And yeah, 
say you were saying from a Seahawks point of view, uh, you wouldn't want to see Beckham God, twice no. a year. And, George Kittle's hard enough to defend. You can't have Beckham yeah. as well. Beckham and Kittle, and all of a sudden that is... Um, explosive. Yeah, it's uh, great, really. So, yeah. yeah, I don't get this. And I mean, Lombardi is connected. Uh, like, I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not exactly Lombardi's biggest fan, I wouldn't say, but <laughs> I, he does have like legit connections. And I mean, one of them is Bill Belichick, isn't it? So maybe that's the team that's convinced he's on the move. So, you know, play, Brady going out with a bang, throwing to Belichick. <laughs> uh, It'd yeah, be, another 50, 50 touchdown season for uh, Brady next year, probably. It, it'd be nice if something could finally go our way and we could get <laughs> So Let's move on from that as quick as possible. Um, <laughs> the Washington Redskins have got uh, another one-year stopgap, I think. Case Keenum for a sixth-round pick. This is nothing to get excited about, but it, it's he's better than Colt McCoy. Is yeah, he? Oh, I think so. Maybe. But the thing that doesn't make sense, it makes sense from a winning games point of view, I think. Yeah. Because I think Keenan will win you a couple more games than McCoy. Yeah. And, I mean, because um, they've restructured the contract, haven't they? So it's basically they're paying him, like, three Pretty million or something. cheap, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw people saying, why don't they go and get Rosen? But Rosen probably would have cost well, at least a second, it's looking like, isn't it? Yeah. For a team. And they've essentially got Keenan for... It's basically nothing, isn't it? Was. Yeah. So I get from them actually winning games. I get it. But from, from a team-building point of view, from the long-term future... To me, it would make a lot more sense to just tank this season because yeah. with Keenum, they're going nowhere. But I guess that's the problem when you have a GM and a coach whose jobs are going to be on the line this year, I think. I think yeah, that... they have to try and compete. But, like, yeah, they, they they obviously know they can't compete as much as they want to, but they can't tank as well because no. they'll get fired. So they're but stuck, really. I think if like the owner and the fans and all that knew that they were staying on regardless and like their jobs were safe, say. Yeah. So they come along, you've got you've got five years, no matter what happens this year, then I don't think they're making this move. No, yeah, I agree completely, yeah. Because it makes a lot more sense to just tank and maybe get like Tua or somebody in the draft next year. Mm. To me, anyway, because is Keenan making them like a playoff team? I think he's making them like maybe a six-win team instead of a three or four, if that. So Yeah, what it'll do is it'll knock them out of the, the, the high spots in next year's draft. Yeah, so I think realistically it actually hurts the team by getting better, which is yeah. which is stupid, <laughs> but but it just doesn't happen in the NFL, does it? Not like in like the NBA and stuff like that, where teams no. do tank, like they're openly tanking a lot of these days, yeah. like they were. In the NFL it just doesn't happen, and I get that it's, you can't lose, like you can't play to lose as a player, but I mean, a team can sort of do it for you, can't they, if... Uh, if you've got no players on your team, and it doesn't really make tons of sense, but mm. I mean, we'll be talking about the uh, Redskins in the uh, free agent stuff as well, <laughs> won't we? So we'll get to that then. But yeah, yeah. Uh, two other moves: then. Joe Flacco is the Denver quarterback. Yeah, like <sighs> that's the most like meh move possible, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I like I Joe Flacco. I've always liked Joe Flacco. I don't think he's ever really been elite, but he got paid elite money and. I mean, what yeah. what are they doing in Denver? It's I get I don't I think we've spoken about it plenty of times before, but I just think John Elway just I think he just he's basically throwing shit at the wall, isn't he? And just yeah. <laughs> like just throwing everything at the wall and open certain sticks. It's just I don't. He got lucky that Peyton Manning was available when he was yeah. in that job, and then ever since then he's just got a history of just picking the wrong guy. Yeah, and I think it was more that Manning chose them than. Yeah, he Manning, really was Manning was in Seattle. We was all over the place having interviews. Yeah. Every team in the league wanted Manning, basically, didn't they? Yeah. At the time, and it just happened to be that he wanted to play in Denver. And I mean, fair play to Elway. I'm sure he was a 
did some shrews in there and all that sort of things. But I mean, that's basically his big move that he's made as GM, isn't it? And yeah. Since then, it's the defense has just continually got worse. <laughs> the offense is just losing it's got players. Old around and, yeah, it's just yeah. I've I don't know. This Denver team is they're just heading just to be a mediocre, aren't they? I think yeah. they're going to be fine. They're not going to be dreadful, but. Seven or eight wins and yeah. just another, another season gone by. Yeah, it's. I think they're just yeah going to be the same team as last year, aren't they? They might yeah. sneak into playoffs if they can get on a good run, or they could end up being a sort of top five, six, seven pick. But I don't really see much else outside of that. And I mean, it's not really great, is it? And, no, it's not what you I, want. No, and it, obviously it's hard to get that quarterback. So many teams have been doing it for so many years trying to find them, but yeah, yeah, moving for Joe Flacco doesn't really solve a lot for me. No, not at all. Uh, one other trade then is Deshaun Jackson. He's gone back home. He's uh, back to the Eagles. Yeah, I think. Sixth round pick for Deshaun Jackson. That's that's good value, I think. Yeah, and obviously they paid him quite a bit of money, aren't they? I think yeah. about ten million or something like that this year. Which, I mean, I'm not sure, but it's basically it's basically a one year deal, isn't it? Well, I think it is a one year deal, and I, I don't imagine yeah. the Eagles are thinking of it as anything more than that. And I mean, yeah, it's fine. I think it's going to help Wentz, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think he having take a long, deep that. target. Yeah, I think I think it will help the offense. I'm not sure. I'm not Deshaun's biggest fan because I think he's a bit of a one-trick pony, really. And mm. I think you can get similar players to do the same thing, either in the draft or there's other players out there, isn't there? But I mean, yeah. yeah, he's fine, and I think I think it's a good move that will help the offense. So yeah, sixth round is pretty a pretty nothing deal, isn't it? So yeah, it's all right for them, and he gets. The, Oh, well, the, the headache in Tampa Bay is finally over. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> never really worked. No, they, uh, I imagine Tampa Bay must be in the running for some of these uh, wide receivers coming out this year, and some of these. You think they've got to do something in free they agency? Have to be, yeah, because they've lost him, and Adam Humphreys in free agency now, and there's two sort of quite big pieces of that offense last year. So yeah, they've yeah. got to be making some moves. I'd have thought. Uh, let's move on to free agency then. A lot of money has been spent by a lot of. Um, yeah. Bad teams so far. Let's let's kind of go through players rather than teams. Let's start with this one. Nick Foles. He is a Jag. Uh, Four-year, eighty-eight million dollar contract, worth up to a hundred and two million dollars for Nick Foles. Well, the, the, we were so we spoke briefly about it at the start, but we lost a podcast last week where yeah, it didn't record my voice, and I think we spoke about Nick Foles on there as well. Mm. And I said I'd much rather if I'm the Jags, I'd much rather draft someone than spend that money. I'd rather draft someone and spend that money in the defence or somewhere else. And then we yeah. were going to do another podcast on Friday and I'd planned a few players that I would, sort of my players I'd avoid in free agency and Nick Foles was top of the list. <laughs> so, I think he's got the richest deal in free agency so far as well. Yeah, 88 million. Um, <laughs> 50 guaranteed. I think I think Mosley got like a little bit more guaranteed but oh, yeah, not as much per year. So, yeah, yeah I, I just don't really see the point of this move. It's, I mean, No, what are you saying to your fans with this move? I, I, I guess I can see how they've talked themselves into it because good Nick Foles was very good, but bad yeah. Nick Foles was pretty bad. and <laughs> There was probably more of that bad Nick Foles we've seen over the years than good Nick Foles, I would say. And yeah. Even last year, like the start of the season, they rushed Carson Wentz back because Nick Foles was so bad. <laughs> yes. And it's like that's been forgotten, isn't it? And Yeah, and then he got injured again and had to go back to Foles. Yeah. I do think there's a lot of value in a player like Foles turning it on when it really matters like he did for the Eagles, but mm. it's still... 
yeah, I, I am not convinced that this is the move that puts Jacksonville sort of over over the edge of the team. And no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, Trey, Trey Flowers is on the move. He is now a Detroit Lion. The Lions love picking up former Patriot players and paying them a lot of money. So for $16, $17 million a year for Trey Flowers. He was never going to get that for the Patriots, was he? No. And I, I think he's a really good player. And I, I did want the um, Patriots to franchise tag him, but we were never yeah. going to pay him this sort of money and give him this sort of deal. And I, I think it's one of them. I'm, just, I'm happy for him as an ex-Patriot player. I'm happy that he's got this sort of deal. And Yeah. Yeah, he's gone to what they the Patriots of what they the Midwest. I think so, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah tr- <laughs> my American geography is not the best at times. <laughs> if, if it's not on the coast, I'm I struggle. But, uh, yeah, so like yeah, it must be the easiest job in the world at the moment being on the uh, Lion scouting team. Just look at Patriots tapes for the last <laughs> two three years and see who's going to be a free agent and make him an offer. Well, yeah, they've also signed Justin Coleman, former um, well. Most recently Seahawks, but before that, yeah. New England Patriot. Yeah, and uh, paid him uh, a lot of money. Yeah, that was. I mean, you've probably seen more of him in recent times, but for the Patriots, he wasn't really a particularly. He didn't really do a ton at the Patriots, and then no, yeah, he was our starting nickel corner, and he was very, very good. <laughs> he would make big plays often, and kind of that nickel corner is on the field all the all the, all the time now. So they're paying him for four years, thirty-six million dollars. Fair play to him, well done. You've got yeah. yourself a nice big deal. Like you said, I, I can't feel bad for these guys that we've got players like Mike Davis who's joined the Bears for seven million a year. Yeah. He's been playing for a couple of million. So I think it's good. What we do is we get players on cheaper deals and you you get the most kind of value for your money out of them. Yeah, I think him, I saw on Twitter, when I, I woke up this morning that he sort of basically like, we've finally done it sort of thing, wasn't it? And yeah. he's finally got that big deal, like uh, practical players. Yeah, you've got to be happy for them sort of players and Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and especially when your teams, you know they're not going to pay it. And I mean, when you look at these deal, this list of deals with the teams who have given out the biggest so far, the biggest contracts, mm. just running down it, it's Jacksonville, Jets, Redskins, Raiders, <laughs> 49ers, Bills. I mean, the Chiefs are in They've all got stuff in common, haven't they? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of bad teams in there giving out <laughs> big deals early where I think the better teams look, wait a couple of days and then let the other sort of play out and then sort of pick up what's left because I think there's a lot more value in the later yeah. days but yeah. our two teams for instance have done nothing so yeah. far and in free agency I, yeah no, I, I didn't expect to really the, o- the only player no. that's gone so far that I really thought the Patriots might make a play for was Adam Humphreys who has gone to yes, the Titans the Titans yeah. yeah but it's it's another reasonably big deal but I like him as a player but I think he was like four years 36 million as well 36 million yes a lot of money for a, a small slot receiver yeah like, I, I think he's a good player but yeah he was the only one that I thought the Patriots might make a move for yeah, um, let's have a look at some other deals. The, the, finish, finishing off the lines, I suppose. They signed Danny Amendola. Oh, yeah, another, former another Patriot. Patriot. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's, it's weird. I like, I like Amendola, but I think he's... I actually think he might do okay at the lines because I think their offence is probably going to be a lot of running the ball and a lot yeah. of shorter passes, which makes no sense when you've got Matt Stafford, I don't think, but we'll no, see how that works talk, out no uh, yeah it's a weird move but I think that's what their offence is I think that's what they were planning to be last year and yeah I think yeah. Um, I think Amadona can fit into that nicely so yeah I, I, I love Amadona so I hope he goes there and has a nice couple of years and they've also brought in uh, Jesse James tight end from the Steelers one of my favourite tight ends in the league he doesn't really ever do much but he has the ability to have big games yeah he's a weird player isn't he and I think they've given him a reasonable amount of money haven't they I don't I don't know what it was in the end 
I think the deals is, is on the NFL.com saying it's still unreported, but oh, I, yeah, okay. I think it was. I saw a few numbers that were fairly high for a, yeah, the player that he is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fine, isn't he? And we'll see. And some, sometimes these tight ends can go to another team, and all of a sudden they got a bigger role and they mm. can break out a bit. So maybe it'll be one of them. But yeah, I think I think they're still a team that'll be. I think they're definitely a team that you have to look out for drafting a tight end. And I think they're picking about ten or so. I think look definitely out for a tight end there. Yeah, um, as we mentioned, the, the trades, the, the New York Jets, they've impressed me so far. They spent a lot of money, but they yeah. picked up some good players. Jameson Crowder on offense, um, three years, uh, $28.5 million. That's a very good deal, I think. I really, really like Crowder. I think he's a really yeah. good player that's probably just suffered a bit from circumstance as much as anything. I don't think mm-hmm. it's all been his own fault. And Yeah, I really like this move. and I think, I think it's really going to help Darnold. Yeah. I imagine they're going to add a, a running back in these next few days. So we've talked about Bell already, and I don't know if they can afford him. But if they can, then adding Bell to what they've added so far would make this such a good free agency for the Jets. Yeah, definitely. You can add into the fact that they've got Sam Darnold there as well, and they've brought in an offensive lineman. Yeah, they've also got Josh Bellamy, who's a, a, a good young receiver as well. Two years, seven million dollars, and then defensively, CJ Mosley and Anthony Barr. Yeah, two players that I, I really wow. do like, and. So they're giving them a lot of money, I think, between them. But I think they are two two players that can change this defense. And I yeah. saw uh, when Schefter reported it, the um, Bar deal that they said, "Oh, Jets have got found a pass rush." And Bar hasn't really been a pass rusher much for the Vikings. But if you look back to his college days, that is what he was. He was a pass rusher, and I think that's yeah. part of what got him drafted. I think he ended up going ninth overall. And part of that was, I think he had in the two years because he switched from offense to defense after a couple of years of college, and then. I think he had something like 24 sacks in two years and wow. about 44 tackles for loss. And I know that's college, but... It's that, a lot. That, yeah, that production is there. And I think he can be that player for the Jets. And, yeah, I, I like this signing. And, well, I don't like it as a Patriots fan, but from <laughs> if I'm looking at it from improving the Jets, then I, I think they have... I think they're actually a legitimate team this year. And I think... Yeah, you've a, had that, that linebacking call with Jamal Adams behind them as well. Yeah. And then got, what, Leonard Williams on the defensive line. That's... Solid defense. Yeah, and they've still got some draft picks to add to this, which, yeah, I think I've got a feeling they're going to be one of them teams that, as the season gets closer and closer, they're going to be sort of talked about as a sort of yeah. dark horse of the playoffs. And mm. you know, if, if Darnold can really make a jump up, then who knows? Like, I'm not going to say they're going to win the division, but I feel like this is <coughs> the best team, like the biggest outside sort of, the Patriots. Yeah, I think it's the best team one of the other three has put together for a few years now. Yes, certainly, because Miami have done nothing bar signing Dwayne Allen, uh, who doesn't really do anything himself. And no. the Bills have tried, but they just couldn't get anything over the line. They've got a few deals done. They've signed Frank Gore, uh, one year, two million dollars. <laughs> I like yeah. Frank Gore. He went yeah. far away. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's not that much to say about that one, is there? Like, no. I mean, he's basically run the wild cat, isn't he, with uh, Josh Allen, I suppose. But yeah. we'll see what happens. I like the Bills. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Um, they've, recently, they've signed Tyler, Tyler Croft uh, three year deal 18.5 million it's a lot of money for yeah. a, a kind of average night end yeah that seems a bit of an odd one to me I don't 100% get that one but yeah they signed Kevin Johnson cornerback from I think Texans yeah yes yeah, decent deal isn't it it's they've done a lot of work but not really any sort of big deals I think I think that the Brown sort of stuff has showed you why it's hard for a team like the Bills to ever be good because I think these Nobody free agents. To go there, they? No, I think you have to either overpay them or 
Well, I mean, I guess they, they almost need to... I don't know if Josh Allen's it, but they need to get a quarterback that people want to come and play with and stuff, don't they? Or mm. It's it's hard because you, that defence was so good last year and yet they still can't get the players to come and yeah. play for them. It's yeah, it's, it's, It shows why teams like Buffalo are sort of not very good year after year. Yeah. It's not really their fault, it's just circumstance. Yeah. They are. Um, yeah, the Cardinals have signed T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, um, yeah. 38 years old is he now <laughs> so he has some speed to that Cardinals defence yeah yeah it's I mean yeah it's, it's a good move and I think the Cardinals defence was sort of underrated last year because the team was so bad that people just yeah. sort of assumed the whole thing was bad but the defence was actually a pretty good unit and one of the better defence in the whole league mm. so I mean yeah I think that's good and he's still got some ball in the he's a good player yeah and I don't actually know the numbers on this one, but I don't imagine they're paying him tons and tons of money, are they? No, it's a one-year deal. It must be relatively kind of probably yeah. low double figures. Yeah, which is fine, isn't it? And again, they haven't got tons of talent throughout the team, so they're probably not tons of players to pay. So you've got to pay someone, haven't you? So you might as well pay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Pay his thugs. Um Explain this one to me. The Indianapolis Colts have obviously got a lot of money. They spent thirteen million of it on Devin Funches on a one-year deal. Yeah, this. Weird. Yeah, it seemed a strange move, but I mean, Funches is one of them players that's got got a good reputation, I think, or at least he feels like one of them players that every year people think he's going to break out, but mm. I mean, I guess they needed to add a wide receiver, and if he was the one that they liked and got to do it He's a one, big body, I suppose. Yeah. One thing and, they don't really have in Indianapolis. Yeah, and they've got a lot of money to spend, so I mean, the money you isn't... Might as well spend it. Yeah, the money isn't that big of a deal, really, is it? But... Yeah, I, we'll see how that... Yeah, it doesn't seem... It's not the most exciting move, but, I mean, I guess if uh, it adds something along... He's not going to be the wide receiver one, is he? Because you've got Hilton there, so mm. maybe he'll, maybe we'll fit into that role a lot better, because I think he maybe the Panthers needed him to do a bit too much, didn't they? But Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. He might, he, might, he could definitely be one of the players that I can imagine in a year's time we're talking about he's getting a pretty decent deal when he's one of the better wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chiefs have signed Carlos Hyde. One year deal, 2.8 million. I like that move. Yeah. I like Carlos Hyde. He got mistreated by the Jags. I think. Yeah. The bad thing um, is, I've got a feeling he might get the same sort of treatment at the Chiefs. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I, I can't, I, one of the fantasy guys tweeted it out. I can't remember. Like a Matthew Berry, maybe it might be. Yeah. About the um, the Chiefs' like second running back, and basically it's a one running back system that Andy, oh. <laughs> Andy Reid runs. And I, I think the only he's either going to win the job off of Damian Williams, which I think is probably less likely at this point. But, yeah, Williams look good, doesn't he? Yeah, or Williams gets injured and then he gets a run. But yeah, yeah, I think for them it's a a, a low risk move, isn't it? And it's a nice yeah under three million for a, a good a good solid yeah. running back. Yeah, and he's someone you can trust to come in and do it if he needs to. Yeah, uh, Tyron Matthews one year deal with the Texans last year paid off. He signed a big forty-two year, uh, forty-two year, forty-two million dollar three year deal with the Chiefs. Yeah, well, we got uh, there'll be another safety coming up in a minute. I assume, I assume we'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to it. Yeah, and I much prefer. Well, I think it's about the same sort of money per year, isn't it? But this one, I don't think he's got any money guaranteed in this deal, Matthew, which makes it such a team friendly deal, doesn't it? If you any deal yeah. where you, you can get away without guaranteeing too much money is great and. Yeah, yeah, look at all I'll, this money you might get. Yeah, and <laughs> he's shown before he's a difference maker on defence. And yeah, 40 million. I think he instantly makes that defence a lot better. And yeah, I think it's a really, really good move for the yeah. Chiefs. And if they can get Eric Berry back, that's a pretty good safety tandem yeah. they've got there. Yeah. Along with so, Daniel Sorensen as well. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, I really like that move. And 
I think the safety market's really odd this year because, well, last year nobody got signed, did they? And then this year, I don't know why teams are jumping out so early because there's so many good safeties out there. And I mean, if if I'm after a safety, I'm waiting until probably tomorrow or the day after and then just picking up who's left on a good deal because Mm. there's a lot of good safeties out there and teams just seem to be... Yeah, going a bit crazy for him. Yeah, I'm not doing what the Rams are doing and giving Eric Riddle a two-year, twelve and a half million dollar um, a year deal. That's, I mean, Riddle's a nice player, but yeah, there's a reason that the the Ravens just let him walk. Yeah, it's I guess it's a weird one. And then, as we've mentioned so many times before, the Rams are very much on like win now, aren't they? So yeah, recently I mean, Dante Fowler as well for fourteen million dollars. Yeah, I didn't expect him to come back. Actually, I thought he was one that was definitely going to walk and get a deal somewhere. But yeah, I, think that's, yeah. I don't think that's too bad for them. So yeah, the Weddle moves. I think it's fine, and I think he does make the team better. So I guess if they if they think they can afford it, then well, they obviously know they can afford it. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's fine. I think he does make the team better, which I guess is the point of these moves, isn't it? Better to spend mm. it on him than somebody's not. But yeah, it's a lot of money for him. Yeah, uh, the Redskins then they signed Landon Collins, the kind of yeah. big free agent signing uh, thereafter. Um, a six-year deal worth eighty-four million dollars in total, forty-five million guaranteed. It's a lot of money, isn't it, for a man that has some good highlight plays, but also has some plays we get beaten quite a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Of money. <laughs> I he's a weird one, Landon Collins. He was another one that was on my list of uh, players to avoid. All oh, right. Think, okay. Yeah, I don't. I just. Don't think I trust him to pay him this money. I, yeah, I, he's a talented player. He makes plays, but as I said, he also misses a lot of plays. And yeah, I, I'm not. I don't think he's as good as maybe his reputation is. Yeah, sort of showing these. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money for him, and especially well, the Wash, the Redskins haven't got a particularly good team, have they? So no. <laughs> we'll see what's going on there. But yeah, this is a this. I think this is another move that's. From a, as we mentioned earlier, a GM and a, and a coach that need to do something quickly. Yeah, wanted to make a splash, get a name on board. Yeah, looked um, looked to be doing something. Yeah, to me, this isn't a particularly. It's not a move I would want my team to make. I'll put it that way. No, when you look at the Titans, they signed. I will re-sign Kenny Vaccaro, who obviously very similar player, I think, to Landon Collins. Kind of yeah. gets beaten a lot, but they've got a four-year deal worth twenty-six million for him. Yeah, and. Yeah, what the guarantee is about forty five million, weren't they, for Landon Collins? It's a yeah. lot of money. It's whereas Vicaro is guaranteed eleven million over four years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd much rather have that sort of deal, or just mm. go harder after Matthew for like a three year deal or something. Just yeah. to me, this feels like one of them deals they're tying themselves into, and I can already see it in a couple of years they're trying to trade their way out of it somehow. It feels like that sort of deal, doesn't it? We see them every year, and it's very rare them deals don't come back and. Haunt these teams. It's an incredible combustible defense. You put Collins there alongside um, Josh Norman as well. Yeah, it's starts for trouble, isn't it? <laughs> you are definitely. Uh, the Forty Nine ers have signed Corn Alexander, four-year deal, for fifty-four million. That's a good signing. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of money again, though, isn't it? For mm. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's always the worst stat in the or the sort of most important stat in the world. But it's something like there's only been t- nine tackles over the last couple of years that have missed 50 or more tackles and he's missed something like 74 or something like that. Jesus Christ. Which is, is a lot bad. I think it's sometimes it's down to like a style of play, but mm. yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money, but I mean, they've got money to spend. So, I mean, I don't think it's the worst. Like, who else are they really going to spend the money on? If they have to overpay a little bit, it doesn't 
really matter, does it? <laughs> I don't think. No, not. It's a bit like the Colts, isn't it? If they spent fifty million on someone, like really, did it make a lot of difference? Not, not really, does it? So, <laughs> it's a drop in the ocean. Yeah, they got to spend it on someone. They got so much cap room that they got to spend it on someone, and yeah. they obviously like him as a player. And yeah, I think it makes the defense better. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, the Eagles, they're in cap hell, but they've re-signed Brandon Graham, three-year, $40 million. I like that deal. He's a very good player, I think, Brandon Graham. But they've also teamed him up now with Malik Jackson, uh, three-year, $30 million. Yeah, I, I do like that. It's They needed to do something, didn't they? Because that defence was not particularly good. <laughs> no. And, yeah, I, I like this move for them. And, yeah, I think they make some, I, I do think, on the whole, they make some good moves there and good proactive moves don't they so yeah yeah we'll see how it plays out but yeah I do quite like this one and then the final kind of ones for me what the Raiders have done they signed Lamarcus Joyner on a a fairly decent deal and also Trent Brown on a four year 66 million dollar contract with 36.75 fully guaranteed yeah I think it's like the highest deal ever for a tackle and I was saying to you before the podcast it came out about three minutes after the window opened so yeah you very got impressive. experience of Trent Brown yeah it was very impressive that um, <laughs> Mayock managed to get that deal done in about three minutes the highest deal that's ever ever been done for a tackle he got it done in yeah, just a few minutes so I'm assuming well that they don't use fax machines like the Premier League I'm yeah. assuming they're on email now at least yeah gotta be speed that up that, that legal <laughs> tampering period have barely even opened before they'd announced this one so yeah so have they got value for money then with that deal, or have they possibly ever paid for a guy that's um, like one year on a good team? I mean, the instinct is that they've overpaid, haven't they? But yeah, it's he's a huge man, and I like the yeah. fact that you pay a lot because it, it takes longer to run around a man that, that size. Yeah, it gives you a call back an extra second at least. And like I said, with the 49ers, they've got to pay somebody, haven't they? So mm. why not? But yeah, I mean, it, it feels very like the Nate Solder to the Giants deal, doesn't it? Where he was the highest paid tackle at that time, and yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it'll work out, but it doesn't. Yeah, say so they've got to pay somebody, so why not pay him? But it doesn't feel like the best deal. But it seemed like he was very sought after, and basically every team that needed a tackle seemed to be in for him. So, I mean, the Raiders obviously had to pay for him. His market was good, so I mean, I feel like them, like them. GMs and stuff obviously know more about it than more about him than we will. But yeah, yeah, the the instinct is definitely that they've overpaid for him. But we'll see. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm I, I'm glad the Patriots didn't give him that deal. <laughs> no, that that'd be insane, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> um, a couple of guys that are left. Then I mean, there's some really good players still have out there. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell, L. Thomas, uh, probably the two biggest names still available. But you got players like Justin Houston, KJ Wright, Sheldon Richardson, Dominic Sue. Uh, Ziggy Answer, they're yeah. all still out there and available. Jared Cook, I thought someone would have snapped him up on day one with a big deal because he's been really good for the last couple of years. Yeah, he's he's on him sort of bounce around a few teams, isn't he? Almost that mm. a bit like a double consumer is where he just goes for everywhere for one year and then moves on. But yeah, yeah, you think somebody would have given him, especially when I think tight end's quite a hard position these days. I think someone like Tyler Croft's been signed on three year, twenty yeah. million dollar deal. Like, why is why have they not gone after Jared Cook, who's got? Maybe um, maybe his market's just a little bit too high. I don't know. Possibly, yeah. So there's some players like Justin Houston. He's mm. uh, somebody that's very interested in sort of what he's going to get paid, isn't it? I mean, Clay yeah. Matthews. I, I think uh, <laughs> I've been on record that I'm not a Clay Matthews fan. And no. I would hate it if we paid him, but I think somebody <laughs> out there will probably pay him. Someone will, yeah. Yeah, somebody with a decent contract. Just because name value, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think there's interesting players as well, like Jamie Collins, someone like him who, I think over the years, people love him, and I loved him at the Patriots. I mean, he's such a talented player, but it didn't really work out for him at the Browns. But if you look at his numbers from last year, they were really good still. And yeah. I think I think a team could end up getting a bargain, looking at sort of where he is, or he's still hoping, sort of floating around. I'm hoping we try, try and get ourselves a bargain with how hard Clinton Dix. I know he's got yeah. issues, but I think he is a very good safety, and get him into Pete Carroll and let him work with him I think we could get decent value out of him but I think he's a good player still out there yeah he's he's one of them safeties that I'd have much rather waited and given him a little bit well yeah. probably quite a lot less than you have to pay some of the others and mm. I don't think the gap's that big between him and your land and Collins of this world and no, not them sort of players and I'd much rather be giving him half the money say than yeah uh, yeah it's a tough one and like the quarterback quarterback market hasn't really done a lot has it other than um no. You still got like your Tyrod Taylors out there. I think there was talk yesterday that he could go to the Dolphins, and it would make sense. That, there's, not, it, there's not many positions that need filling, though, is there? No, well, it's really the Dolphins is the only one. And when you yeah. look at the other 31, and then obviously, if the Cardinals do something for Murray and Rosa does get traded, mm. then. But it's not really an open spot as such, is it? But, I mean. No. At the moment, Rosen looks destined to be a backup somewhere, doesn't he? And, it's a shame for him. Yeah. Really. I mean, I think I, 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 we must have spoken about this on the the lost legendary lost podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not the biggest Rosen fan, but I think for the money and what it's probably going to cost, it's an absolute no brainer for a lot of teams out there to go and just get him to even be a backup. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of players I think that are going to have to end up settling for one year deals, kind of prove it deals. Someone like Tyler Eifert, if he can stay fit, he's one of the best Titans in the yeah. league. It's just if. Yeah, he just never does, does he? No, but there's but, like um, there are a lot of players out there. Like even TJ Yeldon, he was solid for the Jags last year. Yeah, when when he had to come in, yeah. he was really good. And I'd not try by him, but and another one of the uh, big players on my do not give a contract to list <laughs> was um, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, who I think I think he's going to get paid just too much money. Yeah, because I mean we've seen the past when. Um, Freeman was out he couldn't really handle the load on his own he wasn't that same player when he had to actually be the guy and I yeah. think he's a really good change of pace and a good 1B maybe but yeah I wouldn't want to be paying him the sort of money that he's probably going to end up getting this year yeah another guy that kind of not troubles me but I have a real difficulty of kind of placing CJ Anderson like yeah what like he, he bounced around a couple of teams and then suddenly became a superstar for the Rams, but I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, it. I would guess that it makes a lot of sense that he ends up going back to the Rams, and mm. especially with this Gurley sort of talk that Gurley's not uh, not going to be able to handle the load, I guess, next year. And well, maybe a few years because they're sending this like arthritis, arthritis news, yeah. which is that's bad, bad, bad news because well, that's not getting better, is it? And they can manage it, but I mean that means his career is probably not going to last too much longer, is it? Really, like maybe no, maybe four really. or five years at most. But I mean that's not great, and yeah, it's sort of quite sad news really for a really talented player. But I mean for the Rams' point of view, they've got to do something, and yeah, I think taking the load off him. Can do. Yeah, it feels like they've got to go and pay somebody at least, say at least a CJ Anderson, or maybe it is like a Tevin Coleman. But yeah. I think he'd probably get too much money, but. I mean, you've still got like Mark Ingram out there, haven't you? And yeah, mm. the, the running back's a weird one. I think 
I think it's always waiting for Le'Veon Bell to move to sort of shake the rest <laughs> into place, isn't it? Yeah, fully set the market. Well, that's what Bell's worth. You're worth half of what Bell's worth, basically. Yeah. It's, it's really odd, this Le'Veon Bell stuff, because, I mean, obviously the legal tampering stuff only opened like a day ago, but, you know, he's had basically a year to negotiate this deal, and there's not <laughs> yeah. even really any sort of solid links with any teams, is there? The Jets is, have sort of been really been the most linked, but it's only speculation. It worries me when it's super quiet like that, that it's going to be something really surprising. Like he's going to turn up in New, New England or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, like, like to me, he feels like somebody that would take a lesser deal to go to somewhere in the north and just play yeah. the Steelers twice a year. But I mean, yes, well, the Ravens new running back, Levon Bell. <laughs> yeah, there, is, there was talk yesterday about the Ravens, but really? yeah, it feels a weird move to me. But I mean, they haven't really got that much talent at running back, have they? I know like, no, they've Edwards got a lot of players it, there, but none of them are that good. Yeah, and. I mean, it'd make a lot of sense. Imagine Lamar Jackson and Le'Veon Bell running that yeah. offense. That's that's pretty frightening. And yeah, I mean, it it you're not they're not going to be paying um, any wide receivers because Lamar Jackson just doesn't bother throwing the ball anyway. <laughs> so what's the point? Exactly. Yeah, just give that money to Bell, and I think that <laughs> makes a pretty good team, doesn't it? But yeah, it's um, I think he's still the he's the one, isn't he? Out like probably the headliner of these players that are left, but. I mean, you've got like Golden Tate, where's he going to end up? He's another player that could get a good deal somewhere. And Does anyone take a chance on Calvin Benjamin? <sighs> I think he's done now, hasn't he? Uh, he's got to be I, out of the league, surely. Well, if he does, he'll get some sort of minimum deal. And I mean, I'll, like I'll, a boxer. Yeah, year. I mean, I'll be fine if, say it was the Patriots, decided to just give him a chance of some sort of deal and then mm. probably end up getting cut before the season or something. But I think that's what he's going to be, isn't it? I think he's just going to be a minimum deal and... It's mad, isn't it? Because it's not like he came into the league and just flamed out. Because he was pretty good for the Panthers good. for a, a year or two, and then yeah, it's not. I don't know. He's just one of them players that just doesn't particularly like football. Because we see it a lot, don't we? And he doesn't yeah. look particularly interested when he's playing. But no. yeah, he's a weird one. And yeah, there's some there's some interesting players out there still. Which player ends up earning the most guaranteed money, uh, or having the biggest kind of looking contracts. I'm still sticking with El Thomas on this. I think they've seen what uh, the Cowboys will have seen what the Redskins have done and they're going to have a hold my beer moment and sign El Thomas to some mega deal. Yeah, you've got to be thinking like per year he's probably going to be in the Landon Collins area, isn't he? Probably, I imagine he'll just about beat that would be my well, guess. I think, yeah, the probably over a lesser period. Leaving the Seahawks was he wanted to be the highest paid yeah. safety in the football and I'm assuming that is now Landon Collins, and if so, it's not going to be for long, probably. No. Yeah, that's that's sort of the benchmark, isn't it, for him? Obviously, I don't think he's going to get the six-year deal that Collins got, but no. I think per year, probably 15 per year over three years probably makes sense, just beat like, that yeah. Collins deal, doesn't it? But as good as the player is, I'm happy that we're not, we're not paying a 30-year-old guy who yeah. relies on speed coming off two really bad injuries. Yeah, that's a lot of money, and... Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame talent, but yeah, you can't hold on to these players for sentimentality. Yeah, he's coming off an injury, isn't he? And yeah, he'll be yeah. 30 now, 31. 30 years old, yeah, he'll be 31 during the season. So yeah. that's getting out there in age for a guy yeah. that requires speed. Yeah, and I, I imagine like Ndamukong Sue, I imagine he's going to be another, basically a one-year deal, because that's what he is these days, isn't it? He's a... He's 32 now. Yeah. He plays one year everywhere, gets a big deal and moves on. I think he knows what he is. He's basically Darrell Reeves, isn't he, at the end of his he career? Is, yeah. And to be honest, I don't blame these players at all for that. Yeah, I, think I admire that. Yeah, he knows what he's worth. He knows that that's how he's going to get paid the most money. And yeah. He's going to do it. And yeah, I like Sue as a player. Like, I know people don't like him, but I quite like that he's a bit of a bastard, really. <laughs> 
But like he turns up at all these um, like NFL UK events. He's playing through all these that turn up. And he's like, su- he seems like such a lovely bloke. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think once you get him on the field, he's just yeah, he's an animal, isn't he? And yeah, definitely a lot of grey area, I would say, with Sue when he plays. <laughs> Uh, any other names on your list of players to uh, avoid? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like this is like a hot take, but Randall Cobb, I think yeah. his, I think he's done. He's like twenty nine years old or twenty eight years old, but he plays like he's about forty five. I, <laughs> I don't understand it with him because it, it, it looks so good for a bit, and yeah, yeah, he was the most the explosive there. kind of gadget player in the league, wasn't he? And then yeah, just disappeared for a season and come back like this. Yeah, there's, yes. That's sort of the main one. I think there's a few players that I probably would give a bit of money to, and players like Michael Crabtree. I think, mm. I think probably the end of his time with Lamar Jackson there probably hurt his value coming into this year. But yeah, definitely. I mean, you saw with the Raiders and the Ra- um, and the Ravens that he's a he's a really reliable wide receiver. He's a good got, red zone threat. Yeah, definitely. he's got great hands. I mean, if you want him to come in and be your, I don't know like Bolden was I guess at the end of his yeah. career then he can definitely do that like I don't think he's the most athletic player at this stage of his career or anything and it, well I don't think he ever really was was he but if you want just a reliable wide receiver that you can throw it to and it's going to sort of be a bit Every of a safety blanket yeah I would like if I have one of these young quarterbacks then give me someone like Crabtree all day long because I think he can really help a player out yeah, and, yeah Terrell Williams as well it's sh- sh- shocked me that he's not kind of gone or heard any talk about him yet he's a good very yeah. good yeah, there's some there's some weird names still out there that well, it's not even just they're still out there that there's no real talk about where they're going to end up. No, it's not even like a rumor about some of these players. It doesn't really make sense. But but Jay Jory's a free agent. Not there's a single thing about him. No, and yeah, he's a, he's a good. Like I know he's got the injury problems, but when he's been on the field, he has been a really good player. And mm. you think somebody out there, but I feel like he's one that maybe. Trends more towards heading back to the Eagles or something on a, yeah. a one-year deal. Happens a lot, doesn't it, with these players that they don't really get any real interest and just head back to where they were before. Maybe the same happened with Mark Ingram because I think the Saints will need to sign yeah. someone like Mark Ingram if they're not going to sign him again. And to me, it makes a lot of sense for him to just go back there and he's comfortable in the offense. He's good in that offense, and it makes a lot more sense to me for him to just go back there and. Yeah, the, the only other outcome for him is becoming the new DeMarco Murray, where he doesn't really work anywhere else. And yeah. His career kind of peters out. So. I, I guess it depends what he wants for the rest of his time. Like He seems very happy in New Orleans, doesn't he? And, yeah. Yeah, he's well, a good one. Yeah. I thought he was one that um, the Bears could go for if they could get rid of Howard, which seems like they are going to do. But yeah. Yeah, obviously, Davis took that, that job. But That's a good move. I really like Mike Davis. I'm happy that he's yeah. got some money. He's a, He was a very good fill-in uh, for when Chris Carson was injured last season and he, he kind of carried the load on our gear when we had Eddie Lacey not really carrying any sort of load so yeah, yeah he's a nice change of back uh, change of pace back but he can catch the ball he can he's a power back as well so he's all around he fits that system better than Jordan Howard does which yeah I think he could do really well Howard's time's got to be coming to an end doesn't it at the Bears I think yeah it's with Howard because I think Howard's a good player and mm. I don't think he, I think he gets about 2 million next year or something and if I'm a team, it's probably only the cost like swapping like a sixth and a seventh rounder or something like those sort of lines. Then yeah, I'd happily do that. Yeah, definitely. Bring him I in think... as a, just a downhill runner. Him yeah, and Chris like... Carson would make a nice one too. So he is very one-dimensional when he's not gonna. When he's on the field, you know he's run... they're running it, but it didn't really matter for the Patriots or Sony Michelle, did it? So <laughs> why should it matter for Jordan Howard? And I think yeah, he's just, good yeah, he's just a good player. Get the yards. Yeah. So I think Justin Houston's the other one. I think I mentioned already. He's the one that uh, yeah. quite interesting where he ends up because I think he's. 
he's still got a bit in the tank and I think there's some teams out there could do with a player like him certainly yeah it's just how much kind of he wants uh, how much yeah. money he wants I yeah think. I think maybe that's why it's not already more about it because we just sort of wait and see what that market plays out at and probably teams don't want to pay him as much as he wants right now mm. yeah uh, so when we come back next week we'll have a, a lot more idea of a kind of where the market's at and a lot of players a lot more players have been signed um, I've kind of been uh, just refreshing uh, Rappaport streams and Adam Schefter's streams on Twitter for the last <laughs> couple of days just to get all the news straight away uh, but yes, we will be back next week with one of those. Um, before we do go, though, Dave, we've got some fantasy stuff to do, haven't we? Yeah, so, well, we're going to be doing lots of fantasy stuff this year. I want to do yeah. more stuff, so like leagues. I, I enjoy running them, and I think it's a good way for everyone to get involved and stuff. So, yeah, we're doing it early because, well, we're starting up, well, it was going to be a one dynasty league, but we had so much interest in it that <laughs> there's going to be two dynasty leagues starting up. Love it. So, yeah, so... It's all on the website on firstandten.co.uk, all the details of it, and they're basically just a form on there to go on and enter. But, yeah, if you've never played Dynasty Leagues before, they're a lot of fun. And... I love the slow drafts as well. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a slow draft. It'll be starting, I don't know, when the, when of the draft. It's going to be starting a couple of weeks after that, but yeah, it could be drafting very early in this one. But, you know, it's a Dynasty League, isn't it? <laughs> That's exactly. the point. So, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be drafting very early in this, and a good way to fill your summer. That gap between uh, the draft and then... Um, the season actually starting. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, I did one via I did one via email a few years ago when I was in Cyprus, and it was like I've, my wife's getting annoyed with me checking my phone all the time. So <laughs> I've got to make my picks. You don't understand. Well, it's the middle of the summer. We were in a we'd started up a dynasty league last year, and I was in Jamaica as the draft <laughs> was going on. So, and one of the people in our league was climbing Kilimanjaro while they were Jesus. doing it. So, so yeah, it was a, an interesting uh, an interesting <laughs> draft. So. Yeah, so yeah. It's not, 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 a slow draft makes it quite easy to draft from wherever you are. Like you basically, it takes exactly. a bit of time, but yeah, they're quite fun and allow you could be up of, mountains or on a beach. You can yeah, still draft exactly. your players. So, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to get involved in that, we've still got some space as well. We're sort of oversubscribed, but if we get more, then I'll probably make another league. To, yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm sure at the end of the season, I'm going to try and do something like some sort of champion versus champion match or something. It's disgusting. Yeah. I've already got the name of the trophy in there. I said the Tom Brady <laughs> trophy that everyone will enjoy. So we'll do something for that anyway. But yeah, we're going to have loads of fantasy stuff coming up this year. But that's the one right now, the Dynasty League. So yeah, if you head to firstandten.co.uk, it's all on there. And same as they're on our uh, Facebook and Twitter, all the usual places. There's all information about it there. So yeah, get in yep. touch with us if you want to join. For your chance to win the Tom Brady Lombardi. <laughs> Tom, yeah. Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to taint him, so it's just just Tom Brady. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we don't, they should probably change the name of the trophy for the Super Bowl as well, I imagine. The TB12 trophy. Yeah. Uh, yours yeah. to win this year. Yeah. Uh, so there you go then. Um, if they want to follow you on uh, social media, Dave, where will they find that? Um, so uh, we're first and 10 on Facebook, and then um, on Twitter, we're at first and 10 underscore. As I say, all the details on there about the Digital League as well, and a link yeah. to all the rules and all that, all that malarkey. And where can they find you? Uh, I'm at DJG23. And I'm at Rossbell1984. Uh, like I said, we will return next week with some more free energy talk. Yeah. And uh, we're getting closer and closer to the draft. I think it's like 48 days away, I think, yeah. now. Something yeah. like that. I'm really looking forward to this year. So, obviously, we've been doing the draft podcast. So, I feel like I'm always like more more into it, I guess. I don't know. Had more, yeah. Some of these players, like, I do always like the draft. But, yeah, this year it sort of forced me to actually look into it more and... Yeah, really excited for this draft this year. 
maybe we can do some sort of live stream maybe the first 10 picks we can yeah jump on skype and nice. get our chat room going and people can come and join us and chat about it maybe yeah, we'll do that, that. Yeah, then after 10, we'll just go to bed, I think. Exactly. <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> I'm a Seals fan. We've got four picks. There's nowhere we're picking in the first round this year. We'll, we'll do a live a live stream of after we've recorded it the next day on Sky or something and uh, get yeah. up the next morning and watch it. <laughs> Talk about so, it as live. Yeah, so no, nobody watch it and then we'll just all get up together. <laughs> all set our alarms at six in the morning or so and then get up and watch it there. There you go. Plans made. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that idea. I like uh, some sort of like watching it live together or something yeah get the community involved we've got a nice, nice community so thank you for that if you are yeah. part of the community and you get us from any sort of uh, podcast app leave us a five star rating and review pretty much the same across all the boards it's all five stars just give us a rating and review it helps us get us out to more people and spread the word the good word of English UK NFL podcasting um, so yeah until next week it's goodbye from you Dave it's goodbye from you bye and we'll see you next week <laughs>